Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there. Welcome to New Life Life. So glad that you're with us, which means Mark Cameron and also Dr. Alice Benton is here. And we're very, very excited about you being here. We've got some people on the line here, and I think, pretty sure, we'll get to everybody's call. But first, I want to mention that, uh, Alice, you recently did a video, The Art of Leveraging. What in the world is that about? (laughs) Well, the video really comes from the work you and I have done, Steve, on our book, Understanding and Loving Your Child in a Screen-Saturated World, because screens are one of our children's most desired objects and pastimes. And when we parents are willing to link access to screens to an unpleasant task Mm -hmm. or behavior our children want to avoid, motivation and cooperation increase so much. And so it's my encouragement for families to help our children grow into maturity by reserving digital entertainment time as a reward that is earned by that cooperation and obedience in our homes. Just did it yesterday, and it worked beautifully. Well, um, as I have heard from a wonderful preacher here, um, that a couple of big problems parents have. One, assuming everything's okay and assuming that the kids are safe and that somebody else, if they're not, will take care of it. And a lot of times we just miss how dangerous the social media is, Internet, things like that. And we've got to be the ones that step in and say, no, that that's not going to happen. And if it does, it's limited, it's monitored. Surgeon General just said no 13-year-old. None should ever be on any mm-hmm. kind of social media. Mm-hmm. So up until the age of 13, none. And then you don't just give them everything. And I just think we've got to take control and not just be best friends and not want our kids to be left out. There are a lot of really great things for them that they need to be left out of. And I just want to encourage parents here, Steve, is just check in on your kids. You've got to ch- check in. You've, you do have to read um some of the things that they're writing on there, um, maybe when they go to sleep. I, I just really encourage to do that. I've had to do that. And we've discovered some things that we've, you know, had to chat with our kids and address with them. And had we not done that, we wouldn't have been able to have those um, conversations. And so it's not snooping, it's parenting. Up, up to 69% of adolescents say no one checks mm-hmm. on their digital behavior. No mm-hmm. one. And they report it with some some sadness and mm-hmm. some desire of, I wish someone cared enough to check on me. Hmm. And so the leveraging part means that they're, if they want to do something, 
that's their reward. Right? That's right. That's and right. If they don't want to do something, that's their reward. It gets taken away, or they don't have it unless they do the thing they don't want to do to get the thing they do. And by the way, that's kind of the way the world works, doesn't it? And if it, you want, go ahead. Well, and it's the way God works with us as well. He has just an abundance of blessings he's dying to give us. And if we will align ourselves with our will the best we can, if we'll accept his grace, then he wants to open that up to us. But it mm-hmm. is conditional on our part, our acceptance and our behavior. A great gardener absolutely loves those plants Mm -hmm. that they're growing and hates those weeds. (laughs) And if you want the fruit or the flowers, you have to get those weeds out of there by the root. You also have to prune the plant too, Steve. Mm -hmm. And that hurts. Mm -hmm. It does hurt. I need a little pruning myself. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll take a break. 1-800-229-3000. And um, we'll be back. Glad you're with us. Dr. Alice Benton, Mark Cameron, Steve Arterburn. We'll be back right after this with calls. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here. We're going to go right to the phones. Let's go to Joseph, Dallas, Texas. Sirius XM, channel 131 is where Joseph listens, and glad that he does. Hi, Joseph. What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking the call. I've got a question about, uh, I've been in a very contentious 21-year marriage, and, uh, you know, I think my wife had some trauma from childhood uh, alcoholism, families, and things like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when we got married 21 years ago, about 10 years into the marriage, I had just about had enough, enough resentment that built up and contempt, and I had uh, basically got to the point where I just didn't care anymore. I uh, suffered a moral failure at that time, and uh, it went on for about four years, and and, uh, it came to light about four years, about five years after that started, and and so I ended up uh, denying it for the past five years and just kind of sweeping it under the rug, and finally one day it just... I just had enough, you know, I felt like, you know, as long as, you know, there was a lot of uh, entitlement on my wife's part and hiding money and, and a lot of spending addiction and that kind of thing. I mean, the whole thing's just been one big, you know, it's been a train wreck. And so, uh, you know, we, she filed for dissolution of marriage after she found out. Uh, I told her about, uh, let's see, last June. And then uh, since then, I've been getting help. I've been for my, uh, you know, porn addiction and and uh, I've been in a, several men's group in a fair recovery type uh, situations, which, yeah. which has helped me tremendously. My spiritual life has just uh, grown so, so immensely. Good. But, you know, we're at the point now where there's been a, uh, a dissolution of, I don't want to give up 21 years. I think there's, a, there's something that can be salvaged from here. The problem is he doesn't want to cooperate as usual on, on anything. And it's like everything has to be kind of her way and you know that's you know it's I, I helped her raise two of her daughters and it's just been a you know i just feel kind of betrayed on this okay whole thing. Like she's so never question wanted to help on any of this a question has she ever been diagnosed with anything or you think she has you know, something she, she, we tried going to counseling last year and she right away shut down the counselor because she thought he was against her and 
you know, I don't, I don't think that was the, the issue. And then she got her own counselor. She didn't want to do couples counseling, and then she quit that after three or four sessions. So, you know, sounds she like has uh, been unwilling to face any, yeah, anything and, on her part. You know, okay. So a lot of borderline kinds of things there, huh? There, you know, it's constantly looking in the mirror, narcissistic um, materialism, worldliness, that kind of stuff, and it's like, uh, you know, who's got the best car? Who's got the most money? You know, episodes of grandiosity. Yeah. You know, it's just okay. a lack of empathy. You know, right. that kind of stuff. You know. Okay, so let's uh, give him, from what we know, let's give him some. Help, and we'll start with you, Alice, and then Mark. What do you think, and Joseph? Your question is: Should you still attempt to save the marriage, even though she's almost entirely unwilling to do anything to help save the marriage? Is that accurate? Yeah, she's pretty broken. You know, it's, we we both were pretty broken throughout it. I kind of look back, and it's like, you know, how could I have done something different? And you know, the things I did probably didn't help in terms of her trauma. Joseph, the, the tone of your voice just changed. And I, right now I read a lot of empathy and humility in your voice that the things you did negatively impacted her. For the first part of the call, Joseph, your voice in describing her, it sounded very angry, justifiably resentful. And you have a whole laundry list of things to be angry and resentful about. Whether or not you continue to attempt to save the marriage, and I think you're right because your own decisions, your own sins so deeply impacted her and her sins have impacted you. What I would ask you to do is try to consider, am I still resentful of her? And does it come out in my behavior, in my tone of voice? Because it's what I, Joseph, am experiencing as I listen to you. Would you give me a reaction to that and tell me if you think that might be true? You know, it's, you know, part of it is that's kind of my general tone, but I think, uh, you know, I've been working on that in terms of forgiving her. I kind of have, I do uh, meditations where I kind of bring Christ in to heal us both and, you know, or, or put have Christ put his arm around her and walk her off, you know, and take care of her, that kind of thing. And so, you know, I've been working on that and praying for her and, so, and so jo- Joseph, Joseph, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, pr- I praise that you have been doing that. If that re- resentment, I think I hear in your voice, is a general tone, then I'd also have you consider what other things are you angry about beyond just your wife, and does mm-hmm. it affect the way you interact with the world? Because that's a that's a um, a valid question that very well may impact her if you do that work on yourself. If you haven't yet asked her how your behavior has hurt her, if you haven't yet sought out her healing because of what you did, then that would be a good necessary step to also take, Joseph. I uh, I don't know how I'd do that. How would I go about something like that? I I don't think I'm angry at the world. I think I, you know for the most part I get along pretty good with everybody in my work, and you know I have great relationships and other friendships and things like that. It's just been, our marriage has been kind of at the centerpiece of this whole problem, you know, and, you know, uh, it, uh, there's been a lot of blame shifting on her part. It's like anything that goes wrong, it's, you know, if, you know, if she spends money, it's my fault. You know, it's, yeah. she does this, okay. it's my fault. Well, let, I know let's see. I, I mean, we, we have, like we've dealt with many, many uh, situations like this. Mark, what, uh, what do you think might yeah. be the best hope? I've got a suggestion for you, Joseph. So it sounds like your wife's checked out. You're wondering whether you, you should save the marriage or, or how to save the marriage. I think at, at this point, 
what you've got left is just to work on you. You've got a, a few things here. You know, you talked about a betrayal. Um, I'm wondering if that was an affair you're talking about, right? And then a porn addiction. And and those are the things I think that you really need to focus on addressing. Um, one suggestion might be to find a female counselor so that you can talk through um, uh, what you did and kind of get a different uh, perspective from a female point of view on how that might have impacted your wife. And then I think once, uh, after you start to kind of do some of that process, do some of that work, then it, then you might want to go to your wife, either write a letter or see if you can s- sit down and have a conversation with her and then just talk about the things that you have done and how that has impacted the marriage and how that has hurt her. Because if, if do you have kids together, you and your wife right now? No, just just the two that I okay, just the two because yeah. I've addressed all I've addressed all that things that you've talked about mm-hmm. in the last seven months with you know various programs and mm-hmm. and uh, counseling and, and things that I've been consistent with. So it's you know it's, okay. and I've written a letter and let, let me jump in here. It's nothing is nothing. nothing okay. Work, yeah. So, Joseph, there are people that are married to real life people that no matter what you do. Uh, it doesn't get better. And so you end up very vulnerable like you were, and if you don't have everything in order, then you fall. That's what you did. Um, I don't think that anything that you're going to do is going to change her mind. I really don't. So like everybody's saying here, this has to be about you, all you, and maybe she'll respond to that. But if you do things to try to talk her into stuff, she's going to resist with everything she has. Um, and so I don't want to discount the yeah, pain I, I, that some I, I, people are in. I've had, no, had no communication. Okay. No communication. So I just I don't want to negate the fact that you can do everything right and there's no response. And it sounds like you've really done some great work. And so here's the big best advice I can give you. Lower your expectations and up the amount of character work on you so you don't ever fall again. And uh, I'm so sorry that this is what you're going through because it must be horrific for you. And Steve, Restore is in just a couple of days. And so even though there's hardly any communication, Joseph, you might offer to pay mm. for your wife to be yeah. able to attend yeah. Restore. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just a tough, hard row, so to speak, to hoe. And I'm so glad you called us. Now, here's what I am going to do. I'll send you every believer's thought life, and I think that's going to be a big help. Maybe the best book uh, written here with Marcus Brotherton We won Book of the Year, the last book we wrote, This Is Better. So I hope and pray, uh, please, please do something that will help you to live in a very difficult situation and survive it and thrive it. And I hope she notices, and I hope she responds to it. God bless you for calling us. Let's go to Trish. Trish. Memphis, Tennessee, Sirius XM. How you doing? Hey, uh, Steve. I'm doing well, and I didn't think I would be calling you back so soon, but I am. 
I called you in December, and I was not happy with the advice that you and Alice and Mark gave me at that time. I had called about my 36-year-old son, yeah, who has who is bipolar and he's uh, doing was doing drugs. And you all told me to take some very hard steps, and I was just broken when I got off the phone with you all. But uh, through my tears, I followed through and stopped enabling him by giving him money and taking him places and doing everything he asked me to do because I felt that I had to do it. How hard was that? And I said, no. that was, that was gut-wrenching. It was hard. It was mm-hmm. really hard. I bet. That's the hardest thing I've done because he is my only child and I realized that I was doing a lot of things out of guilt for him because he lost his dad when he was three years old. Yeah. So I've been a single parent always was saying yes to him and when I said no to him he told me that I was dead to him oh my goodness and that was just hard so when you all gave me the advice I did not want to hear that at all sure but I did I I did you know you all told me to stop giving him money and stop taking him places and to only take him to rehab if that's what he that's where because that's where he needed to go right and I did that, and I didn't hear from him for like three or four days. And finally, he called me and asked me if I would take him. Oh. <laughs> well, wow. so the next morning, I called just to make sure that he was still going to go. And he said, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you. Oh, I took him incredible. on December 13th. I took him December 13th, and he's still there. Oh, Trish. Oh, Damn, Trish. Trish, I'm so proud of you for doing that. You get the Gold Star Award for today. And and uh, it's really hard to hold boundaries. It it really oh, Lord, is. I have no idea how hard that is as a mother. Mm-hmm. And I it felt like I was back on my yeah. child, and I like, how can how can I do this? But that was great advice, and that was exactly what mm-hmm. I needed to do, and what he needed to hear. I'm, I'm crying now just thinking about it, oh. but it, hmm. you know. Well, I want to uh, say this. We we I said it few programs ago courage is doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done no matter the consequences no matter the way you feel and you went from doing what felt better you're keeping him here to feeling worse and now look at this and i i am so thankful uh that you called let me send you uh, just our way of saying thanks i want to send you every believer's thought life i'll send you my wife's one year Bible for women. I think you're going to love that. But Trish's story could be your story. Trish's story. Uh, I, you know, really, when I think back of all the times we've given advice, you need to let them go. Uh, I do not recall anybody taking their life, getting hit by a car, anything like that. It seems it always works. For the better, they don't live on the street. Uh, they go find somebody to live with, and then somebody else, and then everybody gets tired of them. Then they call and say, "Mom, will you take me back?" It really is very, very tough. But Trish, she's a great example. And Steve, what needs to be done. on the opposite end, we never hear that enabling works a person right. into receiving Correct. treatment. Ne- that never works. Mm-hmm. No does not work you can continue with the experiment uh, all you want as long as you want doesn't work all right you are listening 
to New Life Live. Glad you are. 1-800-229-3000. We'll take this break. But do not forget, or, well, you might forget. We'll help you to remember. Coming up, we've got a workshop that might benefit you. It's Restore, and it's going to take place this weekend, the 24th through the 26th in Orange County. You could be there, and life might never be the same again. I don't think it will be the same. I think you'll be so glad that you went. We'll go right back to calls when we come back. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here, and I have Dr. Alice Benton and Mark Cameron with me. So glad that they are. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do now? Let's go and talk with, how about we talk with Gina, Frederick, Maryland, and she listens on the New Life app. Which anybody can. Hi there. How are you doing? Hi there. Um, I, this is my third time calling the show, and you guys have always been a blessing to me. Oh. You've sent me books, and I listen to you, and it just seems like God is just really growing me uh, through the ministry. Um, I attended the emotional, was it emotional healing? Emotional freedom. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Yeah. Some heal, some for free. Yeah. <laughs> I um, attended the uh, emotional freedom, and you guys even blessed me because um, I didn't have any income at the time. I was oh. uh, not at my job, and, and you blessed me because um, you you were able to let me pay what I could, and then you sponsored me to go mm-hmm. to that uh, workshop, and it was all day long. And um, I met some sisters from the workshop, and we're friends now. We talk, like, all the time. Well, I don't know what that was. Uh, but I did hear her say that she went to the workshop and has friends now. Happy about that. Are you still Thank there? Thank you. I'm here. Okay. So uh, what's the question or comment for us? Okay, my question. Uh, it'll, I'm going to try to redact it as quick as I can. Um, I was born um, to a mother who had children very young. Uh, she ended up parentifying me, um, basically telling me I was her therapist. Um, and this is still continuing even after I'm 52 years old. Hmm. Uh, she looks to me like I am her therapist. And, and I never, I was never able to have that mother-daughter relationship. And I'm always going back to try to get wisdom from her. But it turns and I'm again the therapist. And so had I had three children. My first husband abused me uh, physically. I had to leave him, move to Maryland, and start my life over with my children because I just was not going to allow him to do that against right. me or let my children see it because I have three sons, three black sons. Mm. And um, so now I'm married again to my new husband, five years, and something happened where he was restraining me, and he ended up choking me, oh. and I left. I got me an apartment. I started my life over here but it seems that god is restoring us and it's slow but god is doing it and i'm still taking my time and allowing god to do what god wants to do i was talking to a pastor and she told me that i was creating this reality like that it's my fault that all these bad things have happened to me and i just couldn't receive that like she's telling me that i'm projecting all of this stuff onto myself well and i'm wondering I have a hard time believing that you are um, managing and controlling 
his abusive behavior. That's hard for me to be. Mm-hmm. Now, we can contribute a little bit. All of us contribute to problems. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you're abused, that's uh, that's not something you wished yourself to happen. Now, um, what is he, when you say restore, you, there's a chance for restoration, what are you, what's happening that you're saying God's restoring this? What's, what is your husband well, doing? Uh, he's abused you. Now, what's he doing if there's going to be restoration? Uh, he has, well, he said he never choked me. He said that never happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, he's in denial. That, that doesn't sound like somebody you'd want to restore stuff to, right? He's, he's opening up now, like talking, really talking, and he hasn't uh-huh. done that in like 11 years. Like okay. he's finally opening up saying, I see what you felt, or I see now, I can feel what you felt. And you know what I would say when he says that? What? Well, then you then if you really do, you'll know how much I want you to get some help and okay. you'd you'd be willing to do that if you mm-hmm. really are telling me you see it and feel it because you don't know whether he's manipulating you or he really is wanting good things for both of you. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, Gina, what I would say is if you know, and you would know if he choked you, if that, you know, it sounds like there's not too much interpretation that can be involved in that. If you know that he's choked you and he's not admitting it, the, yeah. the, the first step to know that someone's safe is when they start to take accountability for their actions. So I would okay. just caution you there. That I, I want to make a, a comment to what you said, a counselor or somebody said to you. I, I don't think you are responsible for other people's actions. You're not responsible for other people abusing you. But what I want you to start to try and think about and look at is, are there patterns? Because we are part of, uh, we are responsible for our part in a pattern that we create. And so I want mm-hmm. you to kind of look at your relationship with your husband and, and current husband and, and your other relationships and try to see is are there certain patterns because w- what may be part of your responsibility is to, is to learn how to stand up for yourself and, and set a hard boundary um, with a person who would choke you and then not admit it. Okay. So when you say okay. God is restoring this and you tell me your husband is denying you know what denial is it's a lie it's a lie denial is lying about something that you know to be true so sometimes we cling on to these phrases because we want it to be true but then there are picky people like us that pick it apart and discover wait you might be going toward a wolf in sheep's clothing not a newly refreshing spiritually sheep so well we'll talk a little bit more after this but i want you to know what real transformation will look like i'm going to send you this book worthy of her trust you give it to him and uh, see what he has to say about it we'll be back after this i was really living a very anxiety filled life 
I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Okay. Gina? Yes. Are you... So what do you think about yes. looking at things I, from a different I, I perspective? Totally hear, I totally hear what you're saying, and I've been in therapy since like 1994, mm. and I really appreciate what you're saying to me. It tells me to take a step back, not be so quick to allow someone back into my life without mm-hmm. true repentance and without true for asking me to forgive them for what they did to me instead of they're lying to me saying it never happened. There you go. Because I think he's trying to brush over that fact, though. I choked you. I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to ignore that. But instead, to, to really get forgiveness he needs to admit what he did and he's not right. willing to what does he do for a living he's a I probably shouldn't say this on the radio but um, pretty um, has a really good career um, well and, uh, the, well, he might be doing things so that you don't reveal that mm-hmm. choking because it might hurt mm-hmm. his career so you just don't know when somebody is in denial still so I really am glad you let us talk to you about it, and I hope that what we've said is going to be helpful to you. And um, I'll send you Worthy of Her Trust, and I'll send you Every Believer's Thought Life, and I hope that those will be great for you. I know what's great for me, Larry Sonnenberg. He is willing to share when I need share. <laughs> How about that? Larry, what do you have for us today? Well, this is the week coming up for Restore Weekend. Mm, yeah. The big weekend. Um, I know we'll get a lot of sign-ups this week because it's the last week and women get kind of not sure they want to go, then they hear it's coming up and they sign up. So Alice is going to read uh, testimony. I am so glad I came to Restore. None of the support systems I currently have knows or understands what it feels like to be a betrayed woman. It always felt like everyone who I tried to process with was trying to convince me that it's fine, that miracles will happen to restore my marriage. At the workshop, I was surrounded by women who know what it feels like to be betrayed, and they can hold space for me in my hurt or my anger, my sadness, and any hope I may have. Every woman has her own journey in different stages of her journey. I was strengthened by their stories, and I learned from each person. Thank you to my wonderful facilitator, and I treasure the words of my fellow group members that I can take home with me. I look forward with hope to what God has for me next, for the special moments in love I will discover. 
You know, nice. the thing I like about that is the women were just saying a miracle is going to happen and restore your marriage. Well, the miracle that's going to happen starts at restore. And if you look at the Bible and Jesus' miracles, somebody always took a first step. Mm-hmm. They did something. And this is your first step, ladies. Call 800-NEW-LIFE. Tell them you want to find out about this Restore Workshop, how to sign up, all the details. They'll help you. And that's going to be the opening door to your miracle. Hmm. Amen. 1-800-NEW-LIFE, newlife.com. But really, if you can help us, please do. If you, if you think you don't need Restore, please come. Because you never know what you need until you get help okay. for what you're aware of. And we can help you. With that one eight hundred new life. Thank so, you. Well, just Larry. last thing is, folks, we need your help financially. Every month, we just needs. You know, this ministry operates on donations. It's not that we're begging because we're so far behind and we're desperate. It's just the way the ministry works. And so, if you would just help make a gift, join Club New Life, however you can, want to give. Thank you. We'd appreciate it. We are desperate to help people. That, that's Amen. one way we we love transformation you come be part of that support us if you possibly can at 1-800 new life let's talk to verna la california kkla verna how can we help today what's on your mind oh wow um hi i've listened to you guys over the years um i am i'll be 55 in two months and i'm married um, separated from my husband. Um, we've had quite a few breakups. Um, it's kind of hard. Um, there's been some physical on both sides. Um, I guess at this point, um, I just... I've been listening to, you know, you guys about the this weekend, and I, I want to go, and I'm, you know, be so painfully, um, I don't know if I want my marriage anymore. Um, on one hand, I want to, I want to heal, I want to move forward, but I know that there's a healing that's going, going on in me, and I love what God is doing in me. And then I feel like, you know, um, I heard that he's, you know, going out with someone else. So I'm like, okay, well, let him go on with his life and I'll go on with my life. And then I just don't know what God is requiring of me, you okay. know. Um, okay. I get God not. is requiring. Here's what God's requiring of you. And that's to do the next right thing. Now, you called us. And I think the next right thing is to tell him when he calls you or comes over or expects anything of you for you to tell him. Okay, all right. So I think you need to take care of you, respond to God, and I just think the more that you don't expect anything of him as he's dating other people, uh, you know, it's just... the. You chose God, and He is not. He's chose choosing other people, and it's sad. But just because God's working with you doesn't mean He's working with Him, because 
a man like him has to be willing to look up to God. Mark, what are you thinking here? Talk to us. Yeah, so Werner, what, what your question is, should you continue to make your marriage work? Is that what it is? Well, he showed up at church on Sunday, and I did not, I could not bring myself to, you know, I, I literally, like, bagged out the church, <laughs> and I, you know, we have no kids together or anything, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm going to be 55, he's 59, um, he's spent most of his life in prison, mm. um, you know, he has, I'm um, his longest relationship. But is, is, is that, is years. that, sorry, Vern, is that um, your question? Should you get back with him? Because I just want to make sure I'm answering the right question here. And and if that's if that's your question, I think I think you did the right thing when you left church. It doesn't sound like your husband is a very safe person. It, yeah. And it doesn't sound like he actually wants you right now or he's committed to your relationship. He's looking at porn. He can be physically abusive when he gets angry. He's actually dating someone else. It sounds like he's left. Um and and I, I think if you came to if you came to me and I said to you, you went you went with him and I said hey I have someone for you he looks at porn he's physically abusive when he gets angry and he might date someone else while he's with you would you want to be with that person? <laughs> Great question. Absolutely really. not. Absolutely. No. So I, so I think no. you have your answer yeah. here. That's such a great way to look at it. Yeah. Alice, how do you want to look at it? Oh, Verna, I just feel so protective of the little girl in you mm. who I think went through horrendous things and learned not to expect mm. a whole lot from life or from the people around her. And I want to call that little girl up to say, oh, sweetheart, God has so much more for you than this. And and he advises us in the in the book of Matthew in chapter 18. He tells us if someone is in a chronic pattern of unrepentant sinful behavior and they refuse to change after we've requested them to change, then we separate ourselves from them. And we increase the separation the longer their unrepentance continues. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I want you to call an attorney for the purpose of a legal separation because that's the next step to add that layer of protection from a man who is so willing to trample all over you and all over yeah. your heart. And, and I want to call that other woman not just someone he's going out with. He's got an affair partner. He's an ongoing affair. And so I think God would desire protection for you in this season. I do too. And I'm really glad that Alice brought up getting this thing separated because you you know if he were to have an amazing transformation well then all sorts of things can happen but it's not going that way so you do what you need to do to protect yourself a lot of people say well why would he come back to me why would he go to church things like that well you don't know if that's a sincere desire to know about the Bible and worship God, or it's a manipulation. Oh, wow. Or to bug you, have control over you, influence you. So many people that have left their partners, the person they left for leaves them, and now they want to get back, or at least they're desperate, and they want to have some kind of relationship. You don't have to be manipulated that way. You don't have to fix somebody's desperation. God loves you, loves them, but He wants people to do the right thing. And He responds and reacts when you do. We'll be back right after this.
To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here, Alice Benton, and Mark Cameron. Let's go to Larry Luna Pier, Michigan. And Larry, I'm glad you called. How can we help you there? Yeah, um, I got a, a problem with uh, depression and anger right now. Um, and I mean, I walk around angry and I try not to show it, but, you know, and I've been very depressed for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I've tried to get a counselor, I get one and it usually don't work out or they keep canceling because they're so busy or whatever, and I've gone through probably 20 of them. Okay. Well, we have a great network of counselors, but I want to ask you, what what is it that you're so angry about? A lot of times I don't know. I mean, some things, you know, I just remember things in the past that happened or something. Well, tell me one of those things. Tell tell me one of those horrible things that you remember. What are they? Mm. Well, I I had a brain bleed and they uh, when I was in the hospital they tied me to the bed I guess because they, they said I was violent but I I remember everything and uh, it reminded me when I was a kid my dad tying me down and burning me mm. oh, and, and so they thought that was kind of funny that one guy oh, did no. and it really made me angry mm. yep well, um, let us give you a little bit of help here on taking care of that anger, which I, I think can be a real driver of the depression. Uh, and I'll send you a Life Recovery Bible and the workbook to help you with depression. Alice, what do you think? Oh, I got I got one of your... I, I've called before. I got one of your Life Recovery Bibles. Okay, I'll send you I've the workbook. I've read a lot of the Bible, but I can't, I can't focus yeah. on anything here. It's got... It's got really like I don't know how to say we understand. it like out of hand or yeah. Okay. I don't know. Alice, what do you think here? So Larry, the very tough answer is that of course you need people, safe people, to be able to help understand your depression and anger and to find healing from it. And you probably need, not probably, you definitely need trauma therapy, trauma counseling because of even just the one instance that you told us about. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there are many more. Yeah. The, the, as hard as you try to not show your anger, to resolve anger, we have to be able to learn how to express it and show it in assertive and healthy ways so that we can figure out why we're getting so angry and then what to do about it. And anger's often in a cover emotion for sadness or for fear underneath. So lastly, I, I sure hope you'll persevere even past the 21st counselor to find the right fit for you and to wonder, might you perhaps reject counselors too quickly? The one who laughed at you, totally understandable that you would not want to return. But you might also be finding problems with every single counselor and rejecting them before you can get hurt by them. They'll all be imperfect, but you have to keep at it to find one that's a decent enough fit for you. 
All right, uh, Mark. Anything you want to say? Yeah, I think the, yeah, I think the thing yeah. I, I would add for you, Larry, is is to consider seeing a psychiatrist too. If you've been struggling with depression for a while, um, anger is often uh, a symptom of depression, and so I, I would consider following up with a psychiatrist to see if there's some kind of medication management that can kind of help take the edge off some of these things for you, so that mm-hmm. when you are in counseling. Um, you, you can go to that place of sadness, like Alice is saying, and really kind of see if you can get past the anger and dig deeper. All right. I hope that's helpful. I've got time for one more call, and I'm going to send him. Uh, I'm going to send him every believer's thought life, and every man's Bible, and that depression workbook. Angie, Clearwater, Florida. I have two minutes. How could we help you if we possibly can? I hope you can. My question is, would the Intimacy in Marriage Workshop be a good option for my husband and I at this point? And I can explain this point more. Uh, Okay. And why are you separated? Domestic violence. Over the last, um, I want to say 10 years, I have left the house um, maybe four to five times. Could be more. Each time I stayed out for... Has he gotten any help for that? He does see a counselor. He sees once a week. Um, He's been assuring me he's working on his anger issue. Um, But I see that it's actually escalated. Oh, boy. Okay, well... um, So we're living apart right now. But he's in our house, which is very inconvenient. He's retired. I work full time, and I have. Uh, I'm living between two friends' homes right now. Oh. Boy, that's quite accommodating for somebody that's not getting the, enough help. Okay, we have one minute here, Alice. What would you have her to do? Angie, we have seen intimacy and marriage work in the most desperate of situations. So I would have you prayerfully consider attending and stay in separate rooms at our mm-hmm. hotel and alert the group therapist as early on as possible to the issues that are taking place. But I would caution you to not yet trust that he is changing sufficiently because your radar for his anger is probably spot on. Yeah. All right, Mark. Quick comment? Yeah, agree totally with what you said there, Alice. Um, Angie, usually therapy is contraindicated when there's domestic violence going on. But if you can, you know, this intimacy and marriage will be a group process. If you can stay separately, the one thing that I would suggest for you too is it, it, it will help you, but I think there also needs to be anger management for your husband too. He needs to be attending something to deal specifically with his anger. Yeah, and... Uh, I prefer uh, anger eradication over the management <laughs> of it, but that's how you get there as you go to one of those programs. All right. Uh, I'm so glad you called. I'm going to send you How We Love and Take Your Life Back, and I hope those are going to be of help to you. Wish we had more time, but Angie, there's no negative to coming to intimacy and marriage. Uh, you have to be a couple, and... If you can just get there, it's going to help you no matter what help happens with him. Restore is this weekend. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could convince any woman who's struggling with a man who didn't have sexual integrity. I want you to help heal that wound. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Then we've got Lose It for Life online March 18th. Oh, my goodness. What a time 
to begin to lose the weight and to lose the stuff that's going on behind the weight. And then, uh, of course, Every Man's Battle is in Dallas on March 3rd. And you men, many of you will never come until the woman in your Mm -hmm. life says, you're going. Women, say to him, you're going. And make him come. All right. We also have the uh, Courageous Parenting Relationships need to be transformed when you have adult children, uh, and sometimes you're still trying to discipline or demand when what they want is really nothing. So we're, we're going to help you with that transition, and emotional freedom is going to be April the 15th. I hope and pray that what you hear here is that there's transformation possible. There are options other than just doing the same old thing and trying harder and trying harder. I think if you've listened carefully today, you've heard people that are living kind of in reaction and lying to themselves about the reality that they're in. We need truth. We need to be able to see the truth, not be blind to it. God bless you. Call us 1-800-NEW-LIFE if you can help us. 100 days of shame is our way of saying thank you. Thank you, Dr. Alice Benton. Thank you, Mark Cameron. Thanks to all of you. Listen, watch, pray. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.